I'm Kayla. Please like and subscribe. Well, welcome back to another Crypto Bros. And a Holly Girl. Podcast. The timing is there. Yeah. You guys nailed it. Round You're getting applause. real good, Holly. <laughs> good job. Good job. Good job. In the doge. Just love the doge. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. That yeah. makes me smile yeah. every time I see that dog. Yeah. I like doge for <laughs> way different more reasons than Greg does. Greg just loves it. I like to move it around because it's so cheap. So. <laughs> But uh, so, guys, first off and foremost, um, I want to introduce our guest, and then we'll kind of get into the crypto talk. So we've got Bert with us. For those of you that uh, yeah. are from the community, you've seen him around, but he didn't wear his purple shirt. Yeah. But <laughs> welcome, shirt. No. welcome to the podcast, uh, Bert. We really appreciate you coming on. Like we talked about earlier, for those of the people that are watching that don't know, um, from time to time, we want to get some people from the community into the podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, when we were talking about it, there were a few people that were on all of our lists, and you were one of them, and you didn't hesitate, and here we are. So awesome. welcome. <laughs> so excited to be on with you guys. Absolutely love what you guys are doing. So I love the community aspect. I love the uh, the free flow nature, super relaxed. Adding Holly is absolutely awesome. Oh, so you guys oh, are yeah. really, really good for the community, honestly. <laughs> just, before we get started or anything, just know you guys are really, really good for the community. You help out a lot of people, um, just giving them an, a, another little trusted voice that they can listen to and a different outlet from Twitter spaces, which matters so much to be able mm -hmm. to expand our community. So mm -hmm. I absolutely love what you guys are doing. Well, Thank we you. appreciate That's that, man, because we just, you know, I've told the story before, but we don't know how to be anybody but ourselves. And so that's just what we do. And um, you couldn't be more right though. Adding Holly to this thing was like the final piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and we didn't sure. even know it until we filmed that first one just to have her as a guest. And literally it was a few hours and we were like, we all just looked at each other like, <laughs> we gotta ask her if she wants to do this full time. And yeah. she didn't hesitate and I don't how many podcasts is this with Holly? Is this the fifth one? Fifth? I think five. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so yeah. on that note, a couple housekeeping items real fast. So with that being said, we want to say thank you to the community because we are approaching 10,000 views on our YouTube channel, which I know to some big time YouTube guys, that's not a big deal. But to three guys from Missouri, that is a big deal and it doesn't happen without the people in the community. So we wanna say thank you to those people and just know that this whole thing is evolving. We don't know what it's gonna turn out to be and we're not trying to push it in a certain direction. So I just wanted to take a chance to say thanks. But also on that note, we have done some stuff to our channel so it makes it easier for people to find things. We've created playlists. So the Holativity segment by itself will be coming out on Sundays. Of course, the podcast <laughs> will come out Fridays, but the Holativity segment will come out on Sundays. The Caleb's Choice segment will come out on Mondays, and the Taste Test segment will come out on Tuesdays. So if you don't necessarily like one, or it's not your favorite, or you only have time to watch one, you can still check it out. Mm -hmm. And this week, we have our first blooper reel with Holly. And it's going to be coming out on Wednesday. Let's go! I have seen it, and it is hilarious. Uh, there is singing. There is 
technical mm -hmm. issues. It was also <laughs> a lot of this was filming when we were testing our new sound yeah, yeah, and yeah. our new room and I don't think like, I knew all of it was being filmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only like about the eight minutes film long, sometimes. but it is hilarious, and I can't wait for everybody to see it, man. It's going to be awesome. So it's like filming at the, at, in the wild, you know. You Absolutely, gotta, they don't and, know. And, and we got Bert on today, but we have been so blessed with people reaching out to us, asking us to be on the podcast. That I, we don't want to announce the lineup. We're not trying to be super secretive, but we don't want to announce the lineups too far in advance because people have lives, people have jobs, things happen. But I'm super stoked with the guests that we've got coming on for the next five to six weeks. And I don't think it's gonna be very hard to fill the guest slot for the rest of this year and beyond because we have some really awesome people that are asking to be on. So just stay tuned for that. But housekeeping items aside, let's get into some crypto talk. So. I think we have to start with Grove, um, not just because Mindy was on last week, but they were in Dubai at the crypto conference. From everything I've seen, that thing went awesome for them. Um, one, their booth looked awesome. Yeah. Like I oh wanted gosh, to be so there. Good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not something that you come up with in an afternoon. That is something that they've been planning on for a really long time. And you could tell they took that serious and it's awesome. I mean, and then they had the coffee booth, but was yeah. even even better oh. than that was every picture I saw as the conference was going on, there's people in that booth all over the place. Every like, single time. It was yeah. full from the very beginning. We were on we were on a uh <clears throat> we were on spaces with Mindy when when it was launching, right? When it mm -hmm. started. And it was super late and, and I don't even know, it was like one o'clock or one thirty in the morning over here in California. And so we were on and and it was you know how Mindy is just super infectious just to listen oh, to yeah. her mm -hmm. talk, especially when she gets going in her own spaces. Mm -hmm. And she starts just flashing pictures and showing and it's like full right mm -hmm. off the bat. Like they were just jacked full right off the bat, which is really cool. It's almost like they came from the front door and went straight there. I mean, it was right. nuts, but <laughs> yeah. there was a really cool setup though. Tell oh, me this, it was. Oh, yeah. It was a really, really cool setup. As somebody that does some of these trade shows for some, for some, you know, LED stuff or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, I see some really cool setups all the time. This was on par with anything that I have seen at like NAB or Infocom or any of the big, you know, big like LED kind of bright, you know, showy yeah. shows where they're showing big screens and all that. This was a step above that, right? Like they had. Oh, yeah. They had a, like almost a, what am I looking for? Like a nature element to it, yes, right? Because yes, of the, like oh, yeah, the hydroponics. Yeah. The yeah. Home tree. Yeah. Talk yeah. about adding. And it looked like it would could be used for a commercial shoot. You know, it looked like a studio. Mm -hmm. And Agreed. Uh, you know, people don't notice some of the little things that, that sometimes my brain focuses it on, but the curvature of the structures and things Agreed. like that's, that's top notch. Like mm -hmm. people can build boxes. But when you start curving that stuff around and you start making it like it's a 360 room, basically, uh, I was like, wow, you know, and we had a great time with Mindy last week and I couldn't be more hyped for them and that team and the way that all went down. And I think they won the DeFi of the yeah. conference award. Now I forgot what it was called. <laughs> yeah. I like that award if it is called that though. Hey, look, I, that's look, that's why I, I went out this morning. I had to wake up at about 5.30 or 4.30 instead of 5.30 this morning. 
I had to hit the gym early just because I knew I was coming on with you guys on this podcast. <laughs> and so I'm on video and John is sitting there walking the red carpet, just looking jacked. And so yeah, I'm like, he is. I gotta get out here and like, yeah. Like I can't be like, I gotta represent man. John looks jacked. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, what a, what a figure though. And, and I know that we laugh about all that stuff a lot. That stuff matters, man. Like he has it. He and again, not to say the other things, but just the from the view from the top is mm-hmm. is just. I mean, he's clean, cool, calm, collected. You know, in shape. He has that fire and passion. Talk about a leader, man. And, yeah. and, and that whole team. That whole team has just yeah. just they they inspire confidence, right? It's just so awesome. The mm. the perception. Mm. Even when you don't hear words, the perception of what you see matters so much. And with with um, with him, you see that. I mean, just in the makeup. I mean, he's got to be that guy when he walks in the door, demands everybody's attention. Just because you can see that in still shots of him, like, okay, yeah, that's somebody. I don't. You may not even know who he is, but you know, it's like, ah, eh, that guy's important. You know, and that's awesome for that for that project. And um, I think they're doing a, a a fabulous job. You know. And, and their their work ethic is, I don't want to say it's unmatched because there's a bunch of people in the DeFi space that are working their tails off. But, you know, I'm in a space on a Wednesday night. I'm ready to go to bed myself. It's early in Missouri. It's like 10 <laughs> o'clock. And, and um, Mindy's talking about driving a U-Haul truck all night long to get to Florida for hurricane relief. And I'm thinking, I don't think there's any way I could do that, you know? <laughs> And I forget how many hours she said it was going to be. And she's all pumped up and she's ready to go. And she did her thing. And the team did their thing on different time zones. And I was just like, wow, I, I don't think they, sh- I could be more proud of what they did. And the whole community should be proud of what they did. Mm-hmm. And I think they've set themselves up pretty good. You know, um, we don't talk much about projects and what we hold, but I told uh, some people on Twitter, that inspired me to get to my Grove goal bag. And I finally got to that bag because it was like, I'm not waiting any longer. Not when it comes to this team and with the things that are happening, it's time to get there. So um, just super stoked with everything that went on with them. And getting to know Mindy, and hopefully that's part of what we do on our podcast is get people, let people get to know these CEOs at a different level that you can really root for that person and not just, and you have a real true vested interest because you, you know them a little bit level. You know them at a different level. So super stoked about all that too. So mm-hmm. um, next thing I wanted to talk about was- Wait, don't forget, Grove got listed on Hadili. That's right. Oh yeah. yeah. I was or, just looking at my- I, mean, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but it sounds <laughs> funny probably knows. it sounds fun, Hadili. Kadui, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so that's, that's gonna be huge too, because that was yeah. a top five exchange, yeah. I believe. Um, so that's that's big. And if my memory serves me right, we're still waiting on another exchange announcement. So, yes, which could pop at any time, you know. Um, and, so th- and that's awesome. You know, I think there's more coming on the back end of this stuff too. Yeah. Like, again, I try to stock a lot of different spaces and just listen sometimes, especially the late night ones. And 
and um, Mindy is notorious. Like she doesn't ever slip, but she comes close a lot. And for those of us that kind of can, have, I shouldn't say are in the know, I'm just saying for those of us that have been in this space for a while, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we know a lot of the history when someone kind of slips like that or gets that close to it, some of us have been around long enough where you can kind of get an idea what they're talking about it's a little bit. Fill in that blank. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so again, not like anyone's going to say anything, but I would never do any of that. But, but for me, it's just, I think big, big things are coming for Grove. I think big, big things are coming for Glow. Obviously Safe Moon, we all know that and stuff in your protocol, BBTF. But, yeah. but the, those little partner projects, the other projects that we don't always hear as much about, I think mm -hmm. there's some absolutely phenomenal things that are about to come forward yeah. from them to me and then Grove is right at the top of my list. So. I couldn't agree more. And, and Bert, let me ask you this. Do you think that's sooner or later? Not saying days or weeks or months, but sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, um, you know, I've learned the hard way. Don't ever put a timeline on anything, right? Yeah. I learned from uh, from Mr. Caroni. We don't put timelines on things, and uh, and then everybody is happier. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say this: Look, let's just let's call crypto winner what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Crypto winners, crypto winner. We're in the middle of it. We're at the end of it. We're at the three quarter way. Wherever we are, we're somewhere in crypto winter. We know it's going to eventually end. It ends every single year. It happens all the time. Oh yeah, we know it's going to end. And we are pretty confident, all of us, that at the end of this crypto winter, we're gonna see a very, very substantial bull run. Now, how big it is, I don't know, but I know it's gonna be something, right? We're, mm -hmm. Bags are going to 10X or, and, and stuff like that pretty easily, I believe. When that happens, I think is gonna be largely, largely dependent on a few different outside factors, right? I think it's gonna be dependent on what the, what the government is doing, um, some of those mm -hmm. things, right? All of that stuff. But, but I also think that what we're seeing right now is we're seeing uh what am i looking for here we're seeing a renaissance in the way that that projects are handled in general from the top down right and the bottom up and that's the magic right projects are being looked at from a ceo's perspective but they're also being looked at from the community's perspective right because the community has a very large hand in how these projects move forward just look at safe Moon. So for me, when I look at that, I think there's some key factors that we need to see first. And when I start to see some of those things come into place, I think then we're looking at probably within five or six months at, from that, that we're going to start to really see a good upswing on that. I don't think personally, and this is just personal, my personal opinion, not financial advice, obviously do your own research, but, but I, I don't think we're gonna see any huge craziness like this for a lot of things. I mean, I think we'll see some launch stuff and we'll see some of those, mm -hmm. but I just don't really believe we're gonna see a lot of jam shots up. I think you're gonna see these really steady, slow increases that are just gonna start to go. Mm -hmm. And as a whole, it's gonna be what I call the snowball effect. Mm -hmm. You're gonna see little small increases, but since it's all virtually in the same ecosystem, as they all are just ticking up and ticking up and ticking up, people are gonna catch notice as it as a whole. And that's when we're gonna see really this huge shot up and all those kind of things. Mm. When that happens, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I wish I could sit here and say, yeah, February and all that, or January right. and all that, but it, it's, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's, it's so hard because I don't think we know a lot what's going on. The pandemic really screwed up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Screwed up the entire cycle of what we're used to. So things are totally different. And then 
you got to throw, you know, you got to throw you gotta, people like Don into the mix that have to come in and say, oh, by the way, I'm going to create these new projects that do these really ridiculous things that <laughs> yeah. nobody can imagine how it's going to work. Nobody's ever heard of or thought of. Yeah. So yeah. we can't even really extrapolate out what's actually going to happen because we don't have a clue, man. Yeah, you don't have anything to compare it to. Happen, right. Right. You know, yeah. it's going to be crazy. We just don't really know. So when you add all those factors in, it's hard to put a time frame on it because yeah. addict, you know, Kevin says this all the time. We've never seen anything like this before. And I really mean it's the ecosystem. We've never seen anything like this. So now that we have this, I think the real question is, is that when, when crypto winter ends, what happens? Really, what do we do? How fast is it? Is it slow? Is it fast? I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to say. Personally, I think we have the slow tick up, but there's so many projects that do, are doing so many cool things that we really don't know the full scope of yet. It's hard mm-hmm. to put a, a, a real time frame on that, though. So that being said, December, not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. You know, I couldn't agree more with what you said there, though, because I do believe that it is going to be more of a steady incline than we've seen before. And But I still keep seeing people say, show me your next, you know, thousand time coin. In, and I'm like... Yeah. Those Got coins it. may do that, but what I see in the past yeah. is they also come down really fast. Yeah. Um, but the study growth, you know, if you're steadily growing, say five percent over eight months, and then you have a two week period where it goes down six percent, you're still way up, right? You know? mm-hmm. And so I think you're you're right. I also think, um, and I think this is kind of what you were alluding to, when this happens, you're going to see the cream rise at the top, mm-hmm. like. It, you are going to see some projects fall off. It's just going to happen um, because some of those need that 100x in two weeks to get the capital behind it or liquidity pulls up. And if that doesn't happen, they're not going to be around. You know, um, right. you're going to see top notch leadership take coins and communities to a different level. Um, you're going to see communities push coins to a different level. Um, and the byproduct of that is going to be some tokens and coins are just going to fall away. I don't think there's, but I guess I should say, I think that's good for DeFi as a whole though, because if we have a black eye, it is, well, a rug pull here or a rug pull there, or this is a scam token or whatever it may be. Um, and they're still coming out today. You know, this isn't something that stopped during the bull, when the bull run ended. Right. It's still happening. So I couldn't so agree ask, with you more. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask mm-hmm. all the four of you guys a question. So so when we're when we're looking at that stuff, right? When we're looking at the, the, the projects out there and, and all of those kind of things and stuff, for you guys, um, what do you guys feel about the I guess the thousand X coins or the that mindset or whatever, you know? And then the secondary question I have to that do you think that we need to start looking for a different term for DeFi rather than decentralized finance as a whole, right? Is it more like maybe a hybrid of something, right? I think people get caught up so much in DeFi and they think, ah, no control, no nothing. We want it all ourselves. It's just us. And, and but the centralized, I can't do that. I don't want my stuff on Coinbase. They, I, they control my stuff. So I always wonder, and again, I'm not trying to start anything, but I always wonder is given that notion, right? These thousand X coins and rug pulls and all that stuff. 
do we need to maybe think of a new term for this, you know, for a new term or a new something to wrap this in that's a little different now? Because is it truly DeFi anymore if, if it's not? Or has the spirit of DeFi maybe changed now to what it's supposed to be? Maybe it starts off with one thing and it has to grow and evolve too, which is, I think is very good as well. So what do you guys think about that? I'll let somebody else go first. Uh, yeah, I think that's what, you know, SafeMoon's kind of trying to do, trying to create, you know, an umbrella for the, like you said, the community and the ecosystem to evolve into something different where it's not just the, you know, you got this DeFi coin, this DeFi coin, but everything's kind of working together, partnerships. And I think that it will be termed something different and people will get confused with, oh, is that not DeFi? Well, yeah. kind of, but it's 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 evolving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we're going to get to that point where people start questioning and wondering what's different about it, mm -hmm. and the whole dynamic of everything will change. That's my perspective of it. Holly, what do you think? Uh, well, actually, Greg kind of stole what I was going to say. <laughs> um, so, See, he I says mean, I do that to him all the time, so I had to let him go first. Don't, don't you guys check stuff <laughs> in the chat during the talk? Don't you chat with each other and say what you're going to say? Come on. Mm -mm. No, I know, no, right? no, we're real. Um, no, we like to step I on each other's toes. <laughs> go ahead. I'll answer your first question about the, what do I think about the 1,000X coins coming out? Um, they're very risky, and I feel like... Um, it, you know, you do got to do your research and all that good stuff. But if it's something that you can make money off of, I am all for it. Um, a lot of people, you know, get married to these coins and your or tokens and you're expected to hold it forever. And people come after you if you don't. Am I frozen? Oh, no. no. <laughs> you're talking about Greg. Yeah, Greg. You're talking about Greg. So <laughs> I had to pat him forever. Well, and the thing is, is it's okay to hold it if it's something you truly believe in. That's yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. But go. it's all, what's not okay is to, you know, go after the people who don't want to hold it, that do want to flip it and do want to make money. So, you know, I'm, it, if, you know, the thousand X token is something that I want to invest in to make money, I'm going to do it. If it's mm -hmm. something I want to invest in to hold, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. right, so, right. I mean, it just kind of varies from person to person, but we all have to, as a community, as, you know, just people as a whole, we need to stop bashing people for doing what they want to do with these thousand X coin, uh, yeah, points, yeah. you know? I yeah. That's just really where my opinion lies on that. Yeah, and to take that a step further, we just saw that with a mere protocol BTC where people yeah. are like, why are you selling? Well, the people that bought in at 2.8 cents, or I think is what it launched at, and it, you know, got up to, you know, 1600% up, depending on how much money they put into it, they had a chance to make some money. That's yeah. totally their call. And I have no I issues with that. And it's good yeah. for the ecosystem. Because now you're going to get reflections on that, and we need money moving. If everybody just bought into certain coins and never did another thing, those are going to end up dying because they're not going to move. So I'm with well, you, Holly, 100. With these, you know, with these mere protocols that are coming out, like I'm going to be completely honest with you, I got into the BTC mere MP, mm -hmm. and that was not one that I was like, okay, this is the one because I am more of a BNB type of girl. I know, you know, there's people have their opinions, but I am. And so I did buy into it. I actually made some profit. I sold out so that I can buy into BNB. But that is my opinion because I think BNB for me 
is going to be beneficial because everything I buy is with B and B. Therefore, my reflections mm-hmm. are going to be able to sell those and put them into other projects if I want to. It just to me, keeps the it ecosystem is, going. It, that's exactly what yeah. it is, you know. And people are like, "Well, do you feel bad that you know it because it's gaudy?" And I'm like, "You know, I love gaudy, but no, because I made some money." And, but I'm putting it right back into another part of his project. So right, no, right. I don't feel bad about it. But I'm, even if I'm you didn't, Holly, the first thing everybody needs to remember is it's your money. You can do yes. with it what you <laughs> want. Yeah. And if you think you're going to invest in any coin out there ever that no one sells, you are in the wrong realm here. Like that's not right. going to happen. No, um, I'm excited for BNB and XRP. And I've said that from the very beginning. Those are the two oh. I'm really going to, you know, yeah. really look into. Those are my two. I just did BTC because I could. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like I got in. Yeah. I'm not one of the lucky ones that got in at, you know, <laughs> no two cents. Hell, I, I mean, I got in at 16 cents. However, still it, I bad. still made money off of it. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and that's, uh, Holly, we haven't even talked about this, but. BNB and XRP were the two I was stoked about too. It just so happens it sounds like they're the next two coming out. So I also believe there's a lot of people that are more, <laughs> I see him zipping his, his his lips. I also believe there's more people. Where I will slowly disappear as you guys start to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you start to get into an area that, I, I, that you're just gonna all of a sudden just see it's just gonna go like this, it's just gonna be off. So when the when MP is going to do this, then you're just going to see this happen. <laughs> 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 hey, you wouldn't be the first time Don Bailey actually put us on black. So it was like, ah, oh, see you guys later. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. But you know, I don't think you're the only one. So is there going to be profits to be made on the BNB uh, Mirror Protocol? Absolutely. Will people take them? Absolutely. Will some people not sell? Absolutely. And it's all right. okay. Mm-hmm. But right. to jump on one another for that one. You have the choice what you do with your money. You also have the choice to tell people what you do with your money. If you don't tell them, they don't know. You know? Right. But yeah. if you do decide to choose to do that, I still I will never understand why people get upset with what you do with your money. I, I just never I, will. I, I'll, uh, I'll say this. Control. I understand. I do. I understand why people get upset. Like, I, I do understand. Like, I get why people get upset, and I totally understand the mindset. Um, because it is, it's a community thing and we believe one thing and we really get so caught up in our own beliefs that, that sometimes we forget that there's a bigger picture at play sometimes, you know, um, I'm not that guy, right? Like I'm, I'm the opposite of Holly, right? Like I buy everything. I will buy every single bag, every (laughs) single coin. I will put 30 bucks like Don did into every single thing I can. And I will hold some stuff and I'll sell other stuff. I mean, I, I think it gets a little ridiculous. I don't listen to that noise of it, that side of the business. Yeah. I don't really listen to that sometimes because for me, I think, and I've talked about this on Spaces so many times, but but I think that we get so caught up in what's going on and we forget. Guys, the only way this works is if shit is bought and, I'm sorry, the only way we, this works yeah, is if good. stuff is bought and sold. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. If yeah. stuff gets bought and sold, we'll, we'll cut that out in post. Um, yeah, well, uh, good. Uh, no. <laughs> tell, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, I was just saying you won't be the first person. Holly's actually beat you to it. <laughs> but but I think I think the only way that the ecosystem works is if crypto is bought and crypto is sold, and mm-hmm. crypto is traded, and crypto is moved, and that's the way it works. And it doesn't really matter what it is; it has to be bought and sold for it to work. Now, some tokens are more advantageous, some coins are more advantageous to do that than another, right? 
probably don't really want to spend a whole lot of time trading and moving BBTF. At least I wouldn't. Um, you know, yeah, probably are going to be in a pretty bad position if you tried to yeah. trade a token with 32% tax, you know, total in and out total. <laughs> I mean, that's probably yeah. not going to help you too much unless it goes up really high. But hey, your choice. If you if you want to, you know, if you want to. I got to catch myself. I got to catch myself with what I almost said there. If you want to, <laughs> I, I almost made a metaphor reference that I don't want to make on this. Because oh, okay. We can always edit. So. But uh, but 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 if you want to do that and and that's your jam, um, hey, more power to you. I have no issue with that kind of stuff. You know, I'm I'm all down for that stuff. I think the the my biggest thing and where I get where I wonder and I don't again, please understand anyone listening to this podcast that there's nothing, no part of what I'm saying is is putting you know, values on good or bad on this right. stuff. I, I wonder though, sometimes on the, oh man, and I hate saying this cause I know I'm, a lot of people are gonna come after me, but but the, okay. when we're in the DGEN <laughs> side of things and we're really talking about the DGEN plays and stuff, I, I do it also, I did it for a while. I, 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 how can I say this good? Let's say it like this. I made the decision, just like, just like Holly just said, I made the personal decision for myself, nobody else. Like nobody else do I make that decision for. I, please, by all means. But I made the personal decision for myself to say I'm not investing in that stuff anymore. Like I'm not going to do that anymore because mm -hmm. for me, I feel like it's the, it's the dark side of crypto that we can all make money on, which is awesome. And if you guys want to do that, I mean, I, that's awesome for you guys. But I had to make a decision for myself, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, I could leave the litter on the ground because what does it matter? I mean, it's a one piece of litter in a world of billions of people. But, you know, mm -hmm. you're not going to change the world with picking up one piece of litter. But can you? And so for me, yeah, like, that's that's how I look at it is like, yes, I understand. Like, I'm there's a lot of people out there that can make a lot of money. And I've made a lot of money on some of those plays in the past and not just in crypto. Right. There's other other, uh, you know, avenues to do this. I talk about them all the time. There's projects, there's Forex projects, there's. You know, guys, go on Facebook. Stocks. Huh? Stocks. Penny stocks. You know, um, that's where I made my initial money. Is penny stocks. So penny yeah. stocks. Uh, there's affiliate marketing. There's crypto uh, arbitrage program. I can go on and on. There's literally hundreds of ways. I it, just DM me, and I will sh I'll give you ten ways tomorrow <laughs> yeah. that you can go out and take five hundred dollars and turn it into ten grand. You can also take $500 and lose that money too. Oh, yeah. You can also take $500, over leverage yourself and be out $500,000 pretty quickly, by the way. Yes. So so my point is, is like, it all is out there. And I've done it for a long, long, long time. I've been a part of those communities, positive and negative, right? And I've made those decisions to sit there and say, ah, oh, man, I know this is not gonna go well, they're gonna do it. And then I got involved and I made a whole bunch of money. Or I've done the other way too, you know, throw through eight grand or nine grand into COTPS because I was like daily arbitrage. I'm going to make 3%. All I have to do is punch a button. I can put a script on that and I can have it operate on my computer automatically all day. I never even have to look. And at the end of every day, I'm making a max of 3%. Boom. I'm golden, baby. Every single day, just clearing money. And then they pulled it. Yeah. And I lost at the time that nine grand, but at the time, there was over $63,000 in that account that I lost. And so, yeah. so, so I, I've done those things before. And, and it was really, that was the one for me. That single one was the one where I said, you know what? I'm not doing this stuff anymore, man. I'm not going to invest in these things. I started going into spaces and I started just hearing this and I'm like, maybe I can make a difference by just saying I'm not participating anymore.
And maybe if enough people don't participate, then those things won't be able to catch fire and go. And man, I know I hate saying that because I, I love people that can that can make money. And there's some people that have made life changing money doing that, which is awesome. And, and I applaud them. And that's really, really cool. But but for me, I had to make that decision for myself to say, you know, I don't agree with with what else. Let's say this. How about I say it this way? I don't agree with what 90 percent of those projects aim to do. The 10 percent of them, I love them. And I'm, I'm, it's so awesome that they're the good ones. But the ninety percent bother me so much, and I, that I I personally can't be involved in it anymore. You know what I mean? Like it made me yeah. feel dirty doing those things anymore. And so, yeah. so that's why I had to go out. That being said, you know, am I in? And I've done it before. I've been on spaces and been all ah, DJ. You know, it got to be all this stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but you know, like for me, like I just I, I'm like I feel like a hypocrite. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. a hypocrite growing in, but then on the back end, I have no right say anything to tell anyone what they're doing. Yeah. I made a decision on something I saw. Who the hell am I? Am I God? Am I the am I the law? Am I the regulators? No, I'm a nobody. I'm some joke guy here in California that's done a couple of things, never done anything, and I made a decision, but I have no right to tell anyone else how to invest their money. If you want to do that, great, you know. It's going to be up to and this is really where I, I fall on these things. Like I, I can set my standards on what I'm going to do, but I don't get to say what somebody else is going to do. So until somebody from high comes down and says, that's it, this stuff's not happening anymore. That's when then I will sit there and say, okay, now legally we can't do this stuff anymore. So let's stop. Yeah. But until that happens, like who am I to say what's right or wrong? How do I know that the next big technology thing isn't going to come from one of those DGen plays? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that. So it's really, I think that's where we get into the really gray area of crypto when we get into, you know, the old DGEN mindset and then we look at it like it's just, and I know I've done it too, but we look at it like DGEN's eh, nah, bad negative, you know, and all that. It's like, yeah, that's not always true either. Like, right? Yeah. Chris, 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 Chris is, a, Chris is, is DGEN through and through, bro. And, and would we, do we, do we not like MetaCaptain? I mean, do we not like, he's amazing. He's like one of the best people in the space. He's so smart. He's so smart, but he's a good person, dude. He's a really, 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 I cannot say enough really good person. So, so is, do we want to, he's DGEN too. So it's that, that's the really gray area where I, I, and maybe it's me. I have a really hard time. I'm like Holly, I'm, I try to be positive all the time. So I have a really hard time sitting there and saying anything is absolutely 100% bad. I just try to stay stuff from my own personal point of view and and my own my own stuff. And I'm like Holly, I'm like anyone else. I'll definitely tell you my opinion for sure, a hundred percent. But I will always, and I may get passionate about it. I may say stuff that's very passionate, but I will always try to catch myself at the end and say, "But guys, that's my opinion, and who the right. hell? I don't yeah. know better." I'm a, I'm a really passionate guy, but that's just passion. I'm not. I'm not. So <laughs> that's good. You know? yeah. But I think there's something to be said too on. At the end of the day, whatever you do, whether we're talking about crypto or how you live your life or how you make your money or whatever, can you sleep at night? You right. know, because right. there are certain times where even getting involved in something that maybe I didn't realize was shady until <laughs> after the fact. And then I was like, right. uh, like, I don't really feel good about this. I'm but getting out of it, you yeah. know, but yeah. if yeah. Greg decided he wanted to do it, if he asked me my opinion, I will give it to him, but at the end of the day, it's his decision. 
Now, I love Greg like a brother, so if it was really bad, I would really spend some time trying to talk him out of it. Right. But you understand what I'm saying. Millions. There are people that can do things that I can't do and still sleep at night. Whereas 100%. I'm the guy that would yeah. sit there all night long worrying about it, so I stay out of it. I just mm-hmm. that's just me. I don't I don't mess with that. That is yeah. such a good thing though, Josh. You just hit that so important. There are certain things that you will do that you won't do that other people will. Mm-hmm. And that that single act doesn't mean that it's a bad or good thing, right? Sometimes right. I mean, that and we get caught up in that sometimes. And we that doesn't mean that you yeah. don't I do so it's bad. And that know? doesn't mean I have to hate you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean we have to be right. mortal enemies. We can right. still have civil conversations. And we're losing a little bit of that in our civilization, unfortunately, I believe. Don't mean to get oh, on a soapbox, but... Dude, I could go off on that so, oh, yeah. so much. Look, all of us from 30 to 60, 30 to 60 years old, I've done, literally done stuff on this. 30 to 60 have been raised with two things in mind that we don't talk about. What are the two things we are not allowed to talk about? Politics. Mm-hmm and religion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the two things right now in society that nobody can come to terms on that everybody has a problem with? Those two yeah. things. Politics, yeah. both yep. sides. Religion, because nobody's both talked sides. about it. Nobody can knows how to talk about it. So we never talked about it for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. You would start a conversation and what happens? Ah, we don't talk about politics. Yeah. 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 So now yeah. what happens? You can't talk to a ro- you know, I'll be the first one. I can be a diehard Democrat liberal GOP, whatever I am. And it is impossible sometimes for people to talk to the other side of the aisle mm-hmm. because we haven't learned how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we never had to. We started conversations. It was like, ah! And so like, right, because they put up a wall. <laughs> well, I heard somebody say this yeah. one time. This isn't my original thought, but conversations used to start with, I feel. And then there was a conversation. Now that's how conversations end. Yeah. Once you say, well, I feel this way, you can't talk about it anymore. It. And we're losing something in society. Yeah. Not to get crazy over into that conversation, but that's why this podcast is set up the way it is so that even if you and I, Bert, don't agree on something, we can still have a conversation about it and we can still maybe educate people on it. Or maybe it's just strictly entertainment. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> we are at maybe the end of the day. Yeah, agreed. But at the end of the day, we're all human, and we can have conversation. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. So, well, I feel like if Caleb sells all his Doge, we can't be friends. Caleb's gonna go sell right now. Wow, he wants out. Test a test family. So the last thing on all that, I missed out on all of that stuff, bro. I I did not have the appetite at the point. I was so negative on everything when Mm. God, it was really Doge, right? Doge was really the first meme. I think. I mean, I know people say that, but I'm really trying to think back. I think Doge was really the first one. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was the first big one when it came to everyone knowing about it. That's right. Nothing to do with Doge. It was there before everybody knew about it. Yeah. I mean, if you really got into Doge early, you could have made a lot of money. I mean, you still could cash out today and make a lot of money. I mean, it was a joke to begin with. It was a joke. Somebody smiling on the other screen. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I'm proud of my Doge. You did awesome, though. But I missed out on all of those things. I was so crazy into institutional trading at that point and Forex. Mm -hmm. And I was so heavy into that stuff that um, anything outside of the, let's just call it what it is, anything outside of the blue chips of that time, 
Like I didn't want to have anything to do with any of those things because I thought it was all garbage and all that kind of stuff. And I, because I was so deep into Forex that I had kind of stepped outside of crypto a little bit. And so yeah. I, I didn't catch any of those waves or any of that stuff mm. because I was so heavy into those other things. But my friends all went crazy on that stuff <laughs> and yeah. made a ton of money on yeah. a bunch of those different on those those pumps. So yeah, well, yeah. see, I, I don't like Doge because of that. I like Doge because it it was a joke, but technically it's a great network. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really, and that's why Elon Musk loves it so much. There's there's more to it than just a meme. But it also brought crypto to the forefront mm -hmm. right. and That's brought it like. up. That yeah. was the good thing about right. Doge. Not necessarily, oh, everybody made money on it, but it made crypto a thing that everybody looked at. Mm -hmm. It so. opened the door for people to take a look beyond yeah. what Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone had heard of Bitcoin, maybe Ethereum, but nothing else. Mm -hmm. Maybe you heard of XRP because it was in the news and the lawsuits or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it was all, I didn't involve in crypto. But yeah. when Doge hit, everybody knew about Doge yeah, and everybody yeah. wanted to, Yo, I know Doge, that mean coin or the dog or whatever. Yeah. They, they may not have known anything, but they at least knew Do Doge was crypto. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. True, grandma true. and grandpa and everybody. And if everybody <laughs> puts $100 into our project, that thing skyrockets pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing crypto related here, um, and then we're going to get into more about you, Bert, because I think we people that have watched so far can tell that this is good conversation and so i want to talk more personal stuff not just crypto but uh -oh. so we had the bnb <laughs> hack that just happened um i don't know all the details on it and i don't want to get into all the technical side of it but it shows us that there is still security that needs to be implemented and then the next thing i see is hashtag safe moon uh orbital shield <laughs> so could the timing be more perfect i guess is my question on it's set up they set it up that's oh. why he was talking to john no, that's oh, what that's yeah. what he was yeah. talking yes yes inside job yeah, yeah. Yes. he goes it has to be an inside job I, was like, eh, I don't know that's inside job but it sure does bring a lot more eyes to yeah. the orbital shield and um you know anytime something like that happens and we laugh about it i always try to remember that somebody lost money like it's a bad deal somewhere for someone but every time we fix these problems i feel like we're getting to the next level of the DeFi or whatever it needs to be called now because you were right earlier and i never did address it it's evolving it's turning into something else um i'm just not the guy that can name it so i'm you don't want me to name it but um, things like that come to the forefront. Oh, yeah. We see that there's already things in process that are working towards fixing those sort of things. Mm -hmm. um, and SafeMoon might be at the front of that. They may not be. I don't know. I can't. I can't read everything about every technology out there. But um, you have anything to add to that, Bert? Because I know you're you're pretty smart when it comes to that sort of stuff. I would say this. I, I I've been pretty deep into the into kind of trying to find out what that's what went on and just listening to guys. I am not, you know, by any by no shape in imagination. Am I, am I Don or Brian or you know Conjuroni or any of the guys, James, Crypto James, any of the guys that can break these things down on the blockchain? Mm -hmm. But but myself, you know, when I look at this, I look at this as more of the you know endemic problem that we have with crypto that everyone knows about hacks and all those kind of things. But I tend to look at it like you did, Josh. I, I try to see the positive side and try to say, look, there's bigger things at play here going on. 
Um, there's other things um, that I think behind the scenes that we don't know about. Um, things like orbital shield and some of that yeah. stuff obviously help. Um, and I hate to say that things like this are that things like this are necessary because they're not. They're horrible when they happen. But when things like this happen, it's like Don said this morning. It's the reaction to those things. How do we as a company or how does finance as a company react to that stuff? Right. That that's where that that's really where it happens. They reacted so fast. Mm-hmm. It reacted so well. I don't know what the final numbers were, but I know we were up at $566 million at some point. And then I think that's come down now to something around like 63 million or something. Yeah, now they were able to freeze some of it, but I don't I don't know million. the final numbers either. So yeah. yeah, they froze 7 million initially, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to do, I, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on, I think there. But my point is, is that the reaction to me is really what mattered they were able to react fast and they and and they should be applauded for that um because look this stuff happens in every sector of life if you don't think this stuff is happening at banks and all that stuff all the time it absolutely is every single day there's penetration testing going on that is not you know not something that chase hired there's Mm -hmm. people trying to penetrate their their systems every day and they probably do yeah you just don't hear about it Correct. Mm-hmm. We just never hear about those things. So these things are necessary to move the space forward. I feel so sorry for anyone that was affected by you know that loss, whether it was all the way up to CZ and all the way down to the developers at, at Binance, to people that mm-hmm. may have lost money if it was customer mile. Although I think that was something like the Treasury Wallet or, or I think so too. Or or what do they call it? It's not the Treasury. What do they no. call it? Ah, it has a name and I can't remember. But but um. But anyway, if so, you wouldn't have asked me, I could have told you. I know, right? <laughs> we were just talking um, about it. Yeah, we, we were, were just talking about it. Now I can't remember what it's called. I know, but uh, but anyway, so I think there's some there is some positives to be taken out of this. Um, on the Safe Moon side, I will say this: I absolutely think that um, Orbital Shield. There, well, Don said it this morning, right? There is a component to Orbital Shield that absolutely would have helped this. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think I I think that's coming. Um, you know, I think they'll, they'll license that out. And, and, um, I mean, look, you're talking about the, the people, <laughs> the Sprags that handled all the post nine 11 stuff. Right. And how do I say this? Uh, let's just say, I know who they are. Okay. I can just, say that. let's just say, I know who they are. You guys know, I said earlier on where you, you know, who I used to work for and all that stuff. So you guys at least. Yeah. I have heard, I know who they are. So yeah, right. that's a big deal. I'm a nobody. And so, so it's, it, it, it's, it's going to make a difference in this space. Um, security, 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 yeah. security. And when it's not security, security again. And then at yeah. the very last second, when you are absolutely 100% ready to go, you stop, pick up the phone, call Lee, and make sure everything is still okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you go forward. Because yeah. we, we literally can't have enough security in this space. So no, but I also forward. think that's why SafeMoon and the whole way that they're releasing things is the order that they're doing it is so important. And people are yes. starting to get impatient. I get that part uh, too, but it's like, you could do all the most wonderful things in the world, but if you don't have that security piece figured out yeah. and it gets hammered, mm. then nope, you lose trust, you lose investors, you do, and then you're starting basically all over again. If you can or you even pick up the pieces. Yeah. yeah. Or you yeah. lose your business, guys. Yeah. Let's not act like let's not act like this is just a loss of confidence, right? The, the right. a badass hack. Yeah. Safe moon or anybody is done. Anybody. Done. Yeah. 
if it's a bad if it's bad enough if bbtf if don had not been able to do what he did on that day i'm not saying they're done i'm not saying that but that's a huge blow i don't have that information so i don't know right. what they're yeah. what would have happened in, in stuff but but you know they say the point is is that if, if it's a bad enough hack that you're done this isn't yeah. these nothing at this level anyway safe moon ish level of where we are in DeFi. i don't know of any project that's going to be able to absorb a blow like say if you're chase none of them is jp morgan chase or wells no, fargo no. or any of those things they can absorb a 50 million dollar loss and yep. say oh crap we got hit if you're safe moon somebody can't come in and take 50 million from you or whatever it is and then they're going to be okay they're not yep. Yep. they're going to be right. done so you yeah. have to have that security set ready to go completed just nails because now they're coming they're coming yeah. they're 100 coming i tell you this with with 100 certainty look what happened to binance yeah they are waiting there is some fool sitting in his mom's freaking basement somewhere <laughs> world of warcraft talking to somebody saying and so that should stop. give us confidence <laughs> and you know and and i think it does for the most part but i i i'm as stoked for safe moon now as i was the first time I bought in for it, however long ago that was, I can't even remember. Yeah. Year and a half, I don't even remember what year it was. <laughs> Short, it was about a month after it launched. Is that when we got in? Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, I, I'm with you 100 percent on that. But I love the talk, um, Bert. But I want to talk a little bit about you, okay? And then we're awesome. going to get into some even more fun stuff and taste test that you, you don't know what we're eating yet and some <laughs> questions and holativity segment but i appreciate you staying away from your protocol thank you okay but i i'm going to skip some of these questions that i have written down because i feel like we've answered some of them in the last few um the last few uh just in the crypto talk so first off explain to the people out there that don't know what your shirt means <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, this is Hook. Uh, let me do this to even it out. There's Hook. Uh, so Hook is a uh, wrestler for AEW. He is uh -huh. a, he's another former wrestler. Uh, his name is Taz. Uh, it's his son. So Taz oh. was part of uh, ECW back in the day. Yeah, uh, Taz Mission Championship Wrestling out of yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, they were hardcore, and they uh, they kind of changed the wrestling landscape for everybody. They the ECW led into the heart of the Attitude Era back in the '90s. So everybody yeah. that everybody knows with The Rock and Stone Cold, and, and yeah. you smell what The Rock is cooking, and glass breaking, and the Dudley Boys, and all that stuff. ECW helped kick that off along with WCW, and then mm -hmm. uh, and so Taz was a huge figure back then, and his son uh, Hook. Uh, who played lacrosse actually and is a is a phenomenal athlete uh, he played lacrosse in college he has now moved on to become a wrestler and has just one of the dopest gimmicks going right now really cool look yeah. uh really fresh kind of neat little way he comes in he comes into action bronson so it's kind of cool mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know a lot about hook do you know him personally uh i do not know him personally. okay um, I don't know him personally. I, uh, my days, uh, my days in the industry ended long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. 
Okay. Uh, so, uh, so I used to, uh, in another life, I used to work in the industry a little bit. So, uh, so yes, I, I worked locally here and then, uh, and then I did some other stuff, but, uh, behind the scenes or did you ever get yeah, a so, ring? So behind the scenes stuff. And, and then some other things, there's other okay. things I did. So I yeah. keep that a uh, little bit more under wraps, but, uh, but I'm sure, I'm sure uh, there's arduous people out there that can find stuff. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll uh, tell you that. Yeah, so, so uh, but, but, but nothing, nothing, nothing of note. So I was okay. more uh, a fan than anything else that just got a chance to do some things for a few years. So that's cool. Uh, that's I awesome. had a good voice. Let's just say I had a good voice. So I was able to do some ring stuff as well. And announcing, I did some color play by play. I did some local commercial spots for. Uh, some of the local wrestling stuff here uh, in California and things like that. But that's you know, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was. Wow. Nice. Cool. <laughs> no, you're talking to three people, and I don't actually know if Holly is a wrestling fan or not. We've never had that conversation. But Caleb and I used to watch Saturday main event. And we'd stay Let's up go. late and, yeah. and watch that when we were just little guys. Yeah. When Caleb wasn't 6'8". I wasn't even born. Yeah, was, Greg wasn't even born. So. I think I watched wrestling. I mean, my brother was really into it when we were little. Um, back in Hulk Hogan and Savage, yeah. oh. Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was WWF. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I, I remember all of that, and they, you know, him, him, my dad and my brother used to go to the WWF events. Um, yeah, and he has autographs from some of the wrestlers. But I personally <laughs> never really got into it. However, um, oh, I here really, we go. really yes. <laughs> I like the um, the WWE, and then because I watch a show. <laughs> and it's the Bellas, Toto Bellas. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, and so I do watch the girls like that. I mean, yeah. you know. Oh, you see some of the wrestlers. You saw John on there. John yeah. John Cena. Yeah. Cena yeah. yeah. so was a lot of yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, they're all yep. part of that show. But, I mean, to actually watch it on TV as an event, no, I I don't. I just watch the drama reality Hey, that's that. Whatever. Yeah. So let me ask you a wrestling-related question, real fast. Oh. Are you super stoked with the ownership change, or not the ownership, but the yes. role yes. change with Triple H to take over? Yeah. Hundred okay. percent. Um, I, I know. So you know, I, I stay as positive, like you got, like I told you guys earlier, as I possibly can. I really try to craft what I say on Twitter like that. There's a million. I mean, I mean, shit. If anyone ha if anyone hacked into my Twitter or whatever, there's probably eighteen hundred. Uh, uh, you know, uh, old messages that I almost sent and then didn't and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But I really try to craft my, my Twitter to be as positive as possible. So even some of the wrestling stuff that I want to, that I want to post, you know, and stuff like, like I go back and th force with, with, with thunder sometimes and everything like that or whatever. And, and I, I've stopped, I've stopped doing that, you know, even with Thunder Rosa and all that stuff, some of the people that follow me on Twitter and the you know, wrestlers and all that, but because some of it can get negative sometimes because I get passionate about it, you know, and stuff. I'll get yeah. pissed at, you know, I'll get pissed, just as pissed at Charlotte Flair winning her 714th student But I will say I am very opinionated when it comes to wrestling. It was my point on that. So my opinion on that is 100%. Um, how can I say this? I am a fan of what Vince was able to do for the industry. One million percent. Um, without Vince McMahon, there absolutely is no wrestling today as we know it. It just is a fact. I don't care what anyone wants to say. Hundred percent um, true. You know, yeah, if you're a territory guy, if you're in the in your fifties and you're a territory guy from the South, 
um, you know, uh, you can't, you even you cannot deny that him, you know, picking buying, you know, Georgia South and all these other places wasn't the right move for wrestling to be able to push it into the 21st century. So that being said, I love Vince McMahon from that standpoint, right? From what he was able to do for the industry that I absolutely love and adore, that I think is one of the best forms of entertainment in the world that I think personally has the most hardcore best athletes anywhere yeah. um, in the sport. Um, oh, and yeah. I'm a football guy and all that, but I think people have no idea what wrestlers go through, not even a clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like the man personally for what he, who he is and what he what he did. And I like him even less now, um, knowing you know the the the, the BS probably sexist kind of stuff that went on with all those all the ndas and all the bullshit you know and stuff and which people probably always assumed but now they know correct you know and so that really 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 bothers me because it it ruins my ability to even enjoy what i watch when i go back and watch stone cold and him go at it which to Mm -hmm. me is the single greatest rivalry in the history of wrestling oh yeah yeah boston versus vince mcmahon that's what i grew up through (laughs) <laughs> yeah, everybody, right? I don't care yeah. who you are. You knew that. You knew that battle because it's like, yeah, I want to fight my boss too, and all that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so everything he did, everything he's done, ruined that for me. Yeah. So, yeah. so for for me, um, seeing you know seeing Hunter, um, you know, get a chance to run it, and, and seeing Paul really really get to to take his vision and push it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's the right move. It's already shown through in what we've seen on television. Sure has. Um, some of the moves that he's made creatively have already made a huge yeah. difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that it's the right move for the industry. And if nothing else, if nothing else, it doesn't allow AEW to stagnate, right? AEW is not going to be able to stagnate because Tony and those guys are going to have to push because yeah. now Triple H is coming. Yeah. And so Paul is absolutely coming 100%. The, the piss ant comment that he made at the Hall of Fame and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. It is 100, that is him coming yeah. 100% now. Now he's in control and he's made a lot of really good changes. I'm super stoked for what we've seen on WWE programming in general. Um, I love the direction it's going. I think it's just only gonna get better from here. And I really think that, you know, um, if you are even a casual wrestling fan from the past, tune in to Wednesday nights and Monday nights and Friday nights because things are about to ramp up like you have not seen since, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, or even, you know, the, the you know, 11 through 13 with Punk, right? Yep. So, so what we got to see 11 through 13 with CM Punk. And so you're about to see that same kind of renaissance in wrestling where everybody is gonna be talking about a storyline and it's mm-hmm. coming. There's yeah. a storyline out there that's gonna hit that's coming, that's gonna catch on, that somebody's gonna be there, that Holly is gonna hear about and mm-hmm. stuff, you know? And so oh, it's absolutely gonna yeah. happen. Well, <laughs> uh, right. And they right. just hired somebody from, uh, that had uh, interactions with Marvel, I believe, that Correct. for a, his whole title, if I remember correctly, is for long time or long-term storytelling. Long-term, which term is, creative, long-term creative development. There right. you go, yeah. which is what has been missing for the last, I don't know, two decades, decade. however long you want to say decade. a decade. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 they, the only time they long-term story told was when they were forced to, right? Yeah. So when we, the fans, 
said, screw you, Daniel Bryan is our guy, yep. that, that he had to tell that story. He yep. had to tell that story. When we yes. said, screw you, Vince, yeah, yeah. Kofi is our guy, yep. he ha- I get goosebumps from the Kofi story. Oh, yeah. He had to tell us that story about Kofi Kingston. Yep. And, and but look what it. happened. It, yeah. it caught fire. It went nuts. It was on ESPN and every local news mm-hmm. broadcast. Why? Because people enjoy that part of wrestling. They like the revelry. They like the positivity. They like the cool moments. It's something they can talk about and highlight. And they're larger than life figures, all those things. So it's one of the things that I really, really love about wrestling. And uh, I'm really excited, hopefully, to start to see some more of that. Look, what's look. the best story in wrestling right now is what? The bloodline, right? It oh, is yeah. the best story in wrestling going. I mean, it has gone on for two and a half years. Yeah. I have been as anti-Roman at certain points as oh, everybody. Man, <laughs> but 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 dude, when it's good, it is so good. Yeah. yeah. If you if you watch if you watch that Sami Zayn uh getting his shirt scene, yeah. if you watch that, if you watch that segment and it did not affect you emotionally, there's something wrong with you. Whether you're a wrestling fan or not, if that didn't yep. pull at your heartstrings and take you on the roller coaster where you were just sure as as hell that Roman was Good about job. To, <laughs> about to kick Sammy and his proverbial jujubes. Yeah. And then he does it and he makes him an honorary ooze. Yeah. I mean, oh my yeah. God. It is the best story going. And and listen to this. How amazing is that gonna be when Sammy turns or when they turn on yeah. Sammy, because Jay's already doing it. Oh yeah. So when they turn on Sammy and turn Sammy back into one of the biggest faces ever. Yep. And we get to hear the, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that place, when he turns face and his old entrance theme pops, that place is gonna pop like no yep. other one. That You're not wrong. That uh, is what I love about wrestling. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I could talk to you about wrestling for, I don't know, an entire weekend. Yeah, um, you could. But we don't have that much time. So I want to ask you one last question about when it comes to that. Who's taking the belt off Roman? Uh, Cody. Cody. Okay. It, I think that's a solid answer. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's got to be Cody. Like, uh, there's a million people. You can make an argument for just about everybody. You can build an argument from everyone from Austin Theory to Randy Orton, right? There's a way to build an argument for anyone. For or, me. Or Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. I mean, <laughs> but Bray doesn't need a title, right? Like, Bray no, doesn't he need doesn't. A title. No. Yeah. And so for me, you brought him over. It was everything you wanted it to be. You gave him everything that he wanted and it and it worked. Oh, it yeah. worked so well. And then and then Cody being Cody made it work times a million, right? With mm-hmm. the match and the huge bruise and the whole thing. Gained and so, so much respect for him. So much respect. Yeah. And so for me, you have it, it's it's literally gifted to you on a platter when he comes back. You go in, you have him take the belt off Roman before uh, WrestleMania and the story leading into WrestleMania is the rock and Roman for who is the true head of the table. And that <laughs> absolutely, absolutely cannot have a belt attached to it. Yeah, if I Roman agree. has the belt. If Roman has the belt leading into WrestleMania against the rock, it's the, it, it's, it ruins that whole story because, because it takes away any chance that you can even for one minute suspend disbelief yep. about the outcome. Because you know for a fact that when it's all said and done, there's no physical way 
that Dwayne is going to hang on to that belt because he's not a long-term solution. He would just yeah. be coming in to do a four-month shot, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's not staying with the WWE for the next five years, and so he's going to be your title holder. He's gone. Yeah. So you know he's going to lose. So it would ruin that story if it has a belt because you'd be more focused on the championship than on the battle. So I think you have him lose to Cody if he's ready to go uh, at the Rumble. Um, if, if he's ready, if he's not ready to go at the Rumble, then I think you got to play with it a little bit. But I think you lose to Cody. You have him lose to have Cody beat him at the Rumble. And then I think you have him head in from the Rumble to WrestleMania. You do a four-month shot with him in the Rock. So. Yeah, my only fear behind that is if they do it, he, he's not ready at the Rumble. And then yeah. they, fat, they do the title change too quickly that then they don't have much time to build it for the rock and Roman, but we'll see. I hope, I hope they don't get caught up in where they do it. Do you know what I mean? Yep, like me I, too. Hope, me too. I don't think triple, I don't think triple H is going to ca get caught up in where they drop the title. Um, and if you're not a wrestling fan, what I mean by that is not like place. I mean the pay-per-view event. So if you're Vince right. McMahon, right, you're not going to take a two and a half year storyline where Roman has had the title for 700 or 800 days and then you're gonna drop the title at Fastlane, right? Yeah, yeah. Vince, Vince would never do that. Vince would never drop the title at one of those secondary pay-per-views. Triple H, I think, would drop the title where it makes sense, yep. which gives it more ambiguity and it makes it a little more mysterious. Makes you I think Triple in. H absolutely will do that, so. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, so let me give you a chance. Do you have any questions for us before we get into Holativity segment? Good to go? I'm good, man. All right. I'm good to go. Holly, we're going to give you the floor so that we can, Bert can rest his voice for a second <laughs> and see who you've got spotlighted this week. Okay. So I was, you know, scrolling through Twitter this past week and I came across um, a post that I really loved. It was the quote that he posted specifically that I was like, okay, this is a really good one. And the person happens to be Jared from Glow. Um, yeah. he, first off, Jared is the VP of education. He is so smart. Um, but I also got the opportunity to meet Jared in person when we had went to Utah and mm. that just made me like him that much more. He is very fun to be around. He's quirky and just, he's overall just a really good guy. And so when I, when I came across this one, I was like, yeah, this is the one. So what he posted, and this was on Tuesday, is he said, happy Tuesday, everyone. A big shout out to the community and supporters for believing in us and supporting our mission. Once complete our goals, our, once we complete our goals, the world can shine a little brighter. And then what the quote he posted was, work hard for what you want because it won't come without a fight. You have to be strong and courageous and know that you can do anything you put your mind to. If somebody puts you down or criticizes you, just keep believing in yourself and turn it into something positive. And, you know, we have enough of the criticizing and all of that, especially around Twitter. And I just feel like more people need to see this and more people need to understand that, you know, just because one person may say something about you, it doesn't mean it's true. Um, and you, you do got to fight. you got to fight every single day to be the person you are and to be positive and, you know, just in a very, very negative world, I should say. So 
thank you so much to Jared. He's awesome. I, you know, he was surprised when I reached out to him and said, Hey, can I use this post for my holativity? And he was like, of course. And he was like, well, it's not my quote anyway. And I said, but you posted it and I want to highlight you. And he goes, Oh damn. Well, thank you. Amazing. I just, he is one of my favorite people and you know, being, I, I just am, so proud to be part of, you know, GLOW, regardless what, what my role is there. I just, I love the GLOW team and I, I think they're awesome. Yeah, they are top-notch mm -hmm. team for sure. You know, there are more and more of those as we're getting to get to know them, uh, whether it be through Twitter or through things like our spaces or this podcast that I'm like, yeah, this is what I was hoping for, you know, that these people were genuine and that they do care and they do have hearts and I don't think I, I don't want to rank the teams but Glow's got to be one of my favorites when it comes to just being genuine and just yeah. you know putting themselves out there and and I'll tell you something real fast that we just learned within the last couple of days because we're slow sometimes that <laughs> we didn't know that they had a lottery and because somebody yeah. posted that they won 100 BUSD or they got 100 BUSD and they didn't know how. And somebody said, well, maybe you want it from GLOW. And so I kind of went down that rabbit hole. And I guess they do that daily. Uh -huh. Did you win? Right, Brett? it's a daily lottery. So yeah, the I crazy didn't even know that. Is, huh. I, didn't yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. I did win. I opened up my uh, wallet at one you point. I did. I opened up my wallet and I had, I think it was uh -huh. them. I'm assuming it was GLOW, but I tried to check back the contract. I think it's GLOW, but I... I uh, I looked and I'm like, why do I have 100 BUSD? I'm getting some really good reflections, and I thought, I'm like, <laughs> not this market. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, and then it clicked. I'm like, wait, maybe it's the glow water. And I'm like, oh, there you go. So, yeah, no, I posted. Oh, wow. And and I believe yeah. I believe the only thing you have to do is hold glow. Is there a certain it's amount? Twenty dollars, at least twenty dollars for that. Okay. Or um, if you hold if you hold more than fifty dollars, you are actually entered in their ten thousand dollar drawing. There's like a threshold that needs to get to, or it's not, there's something yeah. along those lines of, but once it gets there, yeah, you can actually win $10,000 if you hold $50 that's or more. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Well, that is very well. awesome for yeah. them to do that. So everybody, hopefully yeah. after this podcast is going to go check their balance yeah. of glow. <laughs> right, right. Glow tokens. Yeah. Everybody's got to have at least fifty dollars now. Oh so. wait, it was got a trust yeah. wallet notification. Greg's got to check his now. So, <laughs> well, I didn't I'll, even know it just came up. It just showed up in my wallet. So yeah, awesome. but awesome. I, I, I just that is awesome. I mean, just think about just the average person waking up one day going, "Wait, I have a hundred dollars. Like, where'd that come from?" You want yeah. to turn that down on somebody knocked on your door and go, "Hey, you want a hundred dollar bill?" Nah, I'm good. You know, that, that's not gonna happen. Right. I mean, so maybe. that is awesome. But so, Greg, I think it is about that time. All right. Well, here we go. It's time for Caleb's choice. His choice. His rules. All right. All right. My first question today is a two-part question. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no. if, if, um, if you're going to be a teacher, what grade would you want to teach, or what subject? <laughs> And then, what <laughs> fictional school would you want to teach at? A fictional school? Yeah. Or, yeah. All right. Huh. This, this you got to go first. You ask that kind of question. You got to give us your answer so we have yeah. time to think. Okay. I would be a science teacher, and I like to teach at uh, 
the Hickory High School from Hoosiers. Oh, 1950. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Cool. Yeah. Norman Dale, baby. Norman yeah, Dale. Norman Dale, oh. yep. One of my favorite movies. Who, who wants to go next? <laughs> I'll go. I'll okay. Right. Look, I don't really care what grade I would teach, but that's easy. I'm a big time, like I said, I may like sports, but I'm a big time nerd. I know you guys... Uh, a lot of you guys know that I would definitely be a teacher at Hogwarts. One million percent. There you go. Oh, Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Holly, you got one? <laughs> That's not um, sheesh. So, fun facts, fun Holly fact. Um, I actually used to be a teacher. Okay. Oh, yeah. let's go. I taught, yeah. yes, uh, I taught preschool and kindergarten. And I can tell you that was. I love the children, but it's not my jam. Not yeah, my jam. Yeah. Um, so oddly enough, you know, I I failed and went into the tech world. So I think if I had to do it again, um, maybe like seventh or eighth grade English. Okay. I I really like English. Um, and my the school I went to it would probably be your Bell movie, but. They actually um, have to all go to school to figure out what their what their um, gift is to be a fairy. And so, like, I don't know, some oh. school, I don't know what it's called, but I would love to figure out what my, you know, fairy gift would be. And Tinkerbell is oh. called Tinkerbell because her, her gift was to be a tinker. Like okay. she There's was, literally no better fit in the world than yeah, that, right? Yeah. Like, that's like the <laughs> fit in the world, I think, absolutely. So, oh, so you awesome. got one? No, you got one. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah, you do. Um, I would teach, you said age? Well, yeah, subject or age or. Oh, hell, I gave you all of it. Yeah, I, yeah, that was good. so I <laughs> don't have any, I would guess high school because I coach high school girls basketball um, and they actually do what I ask and kindergartners don't always do what I ask. And I can only imagine at my age having to chase 40 kindergartners around all over the place. That'd be hilarious. But fictional school? Yeah. I, I have no idea. I was such drawn a blank on this. I, I don't know. Do you have one? No. Well, not a fictional school. I would teach high school math. I can see that. I like math. Nice, nice. And I do like, I get along with the teenagers, so. There you go. But fictional school ah uh, if i had to pick one i can't even I, think of one <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe uh uh maybe off uh, billy madison okay with veronica yes i teach with veronica go see now all of a sudden i started to get all these movies and tv show high schools rolling in my head that's a legit thing though josh that's a legit thing because man honestly like as a football coach myself like you know um teaching youth sports for a long time was fun yeah. Um, and I love doing that, but uh, teaching, you know, kind of coaching older kind of coaching older kids, you get to physically see, you know, you say something and they do something, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And it's 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 some version of what you asked for, rather than not anything close, right? <laughs> so I I really 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 enjoy that aspect of coaching, and you know, teaching I'm sure is the same. I was the same, Doc Holly, back in the, the day I taught uh, preschool for like two years or whatever and stuff is like a little thing. So. <laughs> I've done a lot. Like, I know we didn't cover a lot of that stuff on the podcast, but yeah. I, I kind of look back on all these things, and when people ask, I'm like, man, I've done a lot of stuff, dude. Like, right, that's I have done a lot of shit in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
crazy when I start thinking about it. Yeah. So. And touching on that, Bert, too, with coaching, too, I think the difference for me when it comes to that age group, Greg's trying to cheat. Yeah. Um, that age group <laughs> is the fact that you can teach so much stuff to these kids outside of the sport and life lessons. Uh, you know, yeah. one of the things that I just brought up that um, that I told the kids is don't ever let anybody tell you you're not beautiful. And of course I coach girls and I tell them I love them all the time. And it was easy for me to do that because when I first started, I had a daughter in that class. So I knew these girls outside, but it's become one of those deals where now they know that there truly is love there. And one of our mottos is being a family all the time. And that doesn't mean it's always easy. So we can, I can teach them things about how people should treat you and if somebody is just completely just trying to throw you under the bus or negative thoughts all the time, walk away from that person. And that's what I tell them. If if people, if you have people in your life that are telling you you're not beautiful, you tell them to come talk to me. And yep. that hasn't happened yet, but so I'm not sure I'll respond and to it's, that. <laughs> but, it's, it's why I it's why I coach, man. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I coach because you know everybody knows I have I've you know I have three kids. I have a 21 year old. And then I have twin, uh, twin fourteen-year-olds, and so, so part of that is just to give them the best experience possible. Yep. And, and you know, they're both, you know, they're both super athletes and stuff. So I'm trying to give them every opportunity that they can to get a scholarship and go do some of the things that I wasn't able to do. And so, um, beyond that, it's getting the chance to connect with and change the lives of young athletes, Absolutely. right? I girls and boys and. And it is for me, the opportunity, you know, I always tell the kids one thing I said, just get this much better every day. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you just get this much better every single day. It's a good day. And so for me, if I have one thing or one kid or one single moment that it affected them and helped, um, then I did my job. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's why I love doing this. It's why I've done it in some fashion version of another for the last 20 plus years. And, and, and it's, I, I absolutely love coaching. I love affecting young people's lives. Um, and then I like seeing hard work played out directly, like the results, right? Yeah. I like seeing an instant, an instant return on investment, right? You do something <laughs> during the week, you put in all the investment during the week, and you get that ROI back at the end of the week when you play a game. And so I love that lesson and seeing what it does to those young men. Yep. Um, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, I have coaches ask me all the time, you know, it's like, I don't understand, you know, how does this work? How do you make this? How do you get them to do that? You know, and I was like, the first thing I do is I don't worry about wins and losses. I hate to lose more than anybody I know. Larry Bird put it best. I hate to lose more than I like to win. And that's me. But at the end of the day, it's about relationships. And what I've told these coaches is if you can get that relationship and you can build that trust, they will do anything that you ask because they know you have their right. best interest at heart and the wins will come, but yep. it doesn't start that way. And if you are just hounding about wins and losses and you are that dictator person, you will find yourself one, probably burned out, but yep. two, the kids exactly. will quit on you. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, it's over, you know? And I, I, Josh, I, I do the same thing. I share that same thing with them every day and I'm not trying to jump the gun here or anything. No. For me, like personally, like, you know, just in my history, you know, coming from where, you know, I came from and doing what I did, you know, and stuff and kind of the, the my background and being able to kind of move up the way I did, which is incredibly unorthodox, right? It's not the normal trajectory of any career. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but 
the reason I was able to do that, or the reason I've always been able to do that is, is my relationships, right? Is I, I'm a relationship guy. Look, I have faults like everybody else. I've done whack ass shit and, and I have a past just like everybody does. And I am very honest about that. You know, I mean, if, if you guys wanted to get deep into who I am, I have no problems talking about any of those things. I do it all the time. Um, for me, it's, when I, you know, boil it all the way down to its essential quality, it's relationships. Yeah. It's building relationships with other people and fostering those relationships as much as you possibly can. Growing those relationships, trusting in those relationships, believing in those relationships, really leveraging those relationships. Yeah. And, and I, I think we lose that aspect a lot. Um, oh, they're my friend. I don't want to, you know, whatever. And it's like, I say this all the time. It's like, if that would have been the guys at BBTF, they wouldn't, Don wouldn't have created that company. Mm -hmm. That's a bunch of his friends that he's working yeah. with. Yeah. And, and so if you had that, that feeling that, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to ask a friend or I don't want to see if I can do this with them. Cause that's stepping a boundary, you know, and stuff. No man, work with your friends, build those relationships, create those true long lasting, meaningful interactions with other humans yeah. that, that you can then turn and leverage for support for friendship, for companionship, for an ear, for whatever you need, you know, and, and they can leverage you for the exact same thing. And when you are leveraging each other for those things, even if it's something as simple as, is I don't want to be alone. I just want to have somebody to talk to on a space. And that's my friend. Like that's what community is. That's where the community work. That's what it really is. And one of the things we've been able to do really good here in safe moon is building that community. Um, mm -hmm. I said it all the time, you know, like I am, I'm incredibly humble, uh, to be able to sit there however long ago. I mean, Holly was there, but you know, when I said it a million times, I want that I'm trying to find my place in this industry and I'm trying to figure out where I fit in. And I know what I'm doing now is not what I want to do forever. I know that this, that I feel the passion, the fire that I get when I talk about crypto, um, and it, it that's what I want to do. And I want to leverage that for the rest of my life. I want to be talking to people and enjoying to my time and, and working in that space because it's what I'm passionate about. And I'm not Jane, crypto James. I'm not a blockchain expert. I, I'm not any of that stuff. I'm not Don. I can't tell you the inner workings of how the reflections or rewards work, or I don't have that mindset, but I have a ton of projects that I'm thinking about. I have a ton of really cool ideas that I have there because that's my personality. I can talk really cogently about that ideas and then I can get extremely passionate and communicate that passion to other humans. Mm -hmm. That's a skill. Mm -hmm. And, and it took me a while to really understand that and say, Hey man, that's where you fit. Then that's where you fit. Let's get it. Yeah. And so I'm incredibly humbled just at the possibility to be able to work with a company like your protocol and to do those kind of things and to have the opportunity to work with those guys and to do that and to be part of the BBTF ecosystem. Um, it all comes from relationships. It comes from me reaching out to Gotti in a DM seven, eight months ago and just saying, hey bro, I'm really stoked for everything that you've done. I love everything you're doing right now with you know, the other company that he was working with at the time and, and I really believe in you guys and all that kind of stuff and, and you and, and I just wanted to let you know that. And that was it, it was something along those lines. And then you know, down the road, I probably sent him another email and then all of a sudden he says, hey man, you wanna come with me and do this other thing? And I said, sure, let's go do that. And I did that for a little while and, and then he got pulled away to do mirror protocol. And so it's the relationships yeah. that you've built with somebody. You know, It's being able to get into that space. 
and just talk to anybody like your friends and it doesn't matter who you are or where you've come from or any of those things. So when I share my experience, you know, with people that I coach or kids that I coach, young men, young women, I really try to hammer home the point. It is all about the relationships that we build. That's where your magic really happens because that community is really going to carry you to the next level. Well, I can tell with your passion, if I was one of your players, I'd run through a brick wall for you. So, yeah, that's awesome. Bert, I have no doubt that whatever you're going to do, is you're going to be successful in it. No doubt whatsoever. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate that, man. Mm-hmm. All right, my second question is a little easier. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. What's your uh, go-to late-night snack? Ooh, that's easy. Oh. What's yours? Yeah. My, I, this is a glass of sweet tea and popcorn. Okay. That's what nice. I go Josh? Uh, bowl of cereal. Bowl of cereal? Yeah. What kind of cereal? It doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, it kind of matters, but we <laughs> always have four or five different kinds of boxes because my family can't ever decide what they really like. So I'll find something in there. Mm. Go to, huh? Yeah. Yeah, when, when, when things are bad, it's the secret stash of Nutty Bars in the freezer. Ooh, that's Nutty Bars. The children. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> secret mine. stash. I like that. Yeah, idea. you got to hide them back in the freezer so the kids can't see them or they'll be gone. Bert, Holly, what, what what about you guys? Yeah, I'm 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 easy. I'm uh I'm Sour Patch Kids. Ooh. So number one, and uh, like I said, bro, I'm an, I'm a late night gamer, dude. So I'm Sour Patch Kids and uh, Monster. Okay. I know it sounds counterintuitive to say for late night snack, but that's my snack. Bro. That's where you get all your energy. <laughs> guys, sugar, I sugar. Go about ten of these a day. Oh wow! Oh my gosh, Bert! Wow. Wow. So. I live on Monsters and Sour Patch Kids. That's wow. my life. So, wow. I'm kidding. I'm joking. But I no. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you, Bert. <laughs> Your heart's going to need some help. Yeah. I know. My heart just I, yeah. <laughs> I have toast, peanut butter, and bananas on it. I, that's my... I that's love good. it. Oh, I man. love peanut butter and bananas just are so good together on toast. Oh, mm, delicious. Wasn't that Elvis's? So it was our favorite snack. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Peanut butter and bananas. Oh, shit. I had no idea. No. <laughs> I love Elvis. I Holly mean, I love his music, though. Holly's going to be in that white jumpsuit any day now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe for Halloween. There oh, you go. There you go. All right. My last one brings back the, the wrestling side of things. Okay. There we go. Which wrestling character best describes you in real life? <laughs> hmm. Holly, do you have an answer for this whatsoever? Because <laughs> I, I mean, already know who your character should be. Oh, yeah. But go ahead. Do you have one? Oh, okay. I have no idea. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of like my show, the show I watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, and out of the two girls, I think I'm more like Nikki Bella. Nikki, Nikki definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because she's just kind of the more outgoing type. And I feel like Brie is more of the like nature and, you know, and I'm just, I love nature and all that good stuff, but I'm more of a city girl. And so I just, I, I don't know, I guess. I like it, Nikki Bella, baby, Nikki yeah, Bella. What is she, like a six-time tag team cha- or yeah. champion? In right, yeah, yeah like, she oh, is. Yeah. She's a big-time player. See, when I think of that, Holly, I just have to tell you, you'll, you'll look it up later, but there, uh, Bailey, when she was uh, face with the inflatable hugs. whatever yeah, those things were hug, called yeah. and oh, that's yeah, the that hug yeah, yeah yeah the hugger that that's oh. just her name's bailey bailey, bailey. Yeah. 
You just daily. To, okay. You have to check it out. Right now, she's but a bad guy. Early daily, not current daily. Yeah. Current daily is kind of a Karen. Yeah. But old Bailey used all to right, come out with the side ponytail yeah. and all the yeah. bright colors. Yeah. And she had the big inflatables. Yep. That's, that's everybody. I think a Holly when I think of that. Yeah. yeah. What about? No, yeah, I can probably. I have pictures of, you know, when I was in high school, I used to wear pigtails all the time. So, there, it is. Yep. there you there go. Is. <laughs> what about you, man? Yeah, so I, that's a tough question, man, for me. I mean, I I know who who I would who I always identify with. Um, and it's always going to be you know Phil. It's always going to be CM Punk. So it's all, number okay. one for, uh, for most. Yeah. Um, that's always who I identify with. A hundred percent. Not so much the 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 lifestyle, right? You know, um, I'm definitely not straight edge, so I was definitely not straight edge. <laughs> um, and and I and I'm definitely, I mean, I like punk and I like all that kind of stuff, like rock and everything. But it's not so much the punk lifestyle; it was more the the ability to 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 work outside the establishment and do your own thing. Yeah. And it, it 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 took me a long time to realize, like, as much as I like to fit in, and I do, I like to fit in. I like working in teams and and other people. I'm not a big solo guy all the time. But as much as I like to do that. Um, it, it, it's and, and fit in. It's I, I like to have my own voice, and I'm very much my own voice kind of guy. I just do it in a different way than everybody else. I do it without offending everybody. I do it without pissing everybody off by saying it's my way or the highway. It's mm-hmm. I'm always inclusive of everybody, or I try to be. Um, mm-hmm. And as much as I can, you know, I know which I know is a little counterintuitive to what we do on Twitter, or at least what I do on Twitter sometimes, or was doing on Twitter. Um, you know, I very much was a positive guy. And if you were outside of that, um, again, you know, I, I said this from the beginning, my social media is my, was, was my social media. It's my social media. It's not yours. It's not anyone else's. I get to do what I want with my social media. So if I don't want to, you know, see stuff on my social media that I don't like, then I'm going to block that person and I'm going to move on. And I'm not going to say anything negative. doesn't mean I hate you. It doesn't mean anything. It just means the headspace that you're in right now, mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. I'll mute people sometimes instead and all, all that stuff too. But in the end, you know, I I am, I am understand that that's not the way everybody does stuff. I don't get in your face and push my point of view. I will simply state my point of view with a lot of passion and yep. a lot of fire yep. and a lot of things behind it. And I will go on for 22 minutes talking sometimes, but, <laughs> but, but I'm never going to do so in, in a negative fashion and try to anger anybody or frustrate somebody on purpose or any of those kind of things. So I think it's a little different than the way everybody else does it, but it took me a while to kind of find that. So that's why, like I say, I always end up like, he's always been one of my favorite characters from from forever, yeah. um, from back in his Ring of Honor days. And then when he got to WWE and all that, it's it was, you know, he was a whole nother level. So like yep. I said, CM Punk definitely be the one. Do you know? Yeah. Oh, All yeah. Right, go ahead. I, I would be the Miz, man. The Miz. That's, that's Let's go. Oh yeah. That would be my personality. He's always joking around, and I'm always joking around, and that gets you into trouble. Yeah, that's that's me right there. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's hey, there's a guy. There is a guy that literally put his foot in the ground and said he drew a line and said, "I am not giving up. Yep. yep. I'm not going to go anywhere." Um, he knew he wanted to be a wrestler from when he was early on and Mike did so much stuff to try to facilitate that obviously back in the real world yeah. and all those things you watch the old real world stuff he was the Miz back there also yeah. Yeah. and right. so Same guy. he always believed he always believed he was going to do it and when he finally got to WWE 
Um, it, it definitely did not go as he had planned, and it was very, very, very difficult for him. Um, very difficult for him to get uh, pogoed, what they call it, you know, where you're up and down, yep. you go up all the way to the top, and then you get slammed down within the next few months or whatever. So very tough life that he had. He persevered, and now look at him. You know, he's a million oh, yeah. dollar man. Everything he touches is gold. He's going to be a huge action star coming up in the next five years. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm super stoked. I, I love that story. If That, to me, is a rags-to-riches story like nothing else. Um, somebody that went after their dream, uh, got it, and then when it almost got taken away, he refused to let that happen. Yep. Front line. So it's mm. an awesome story. Yep. What about you? I was trying to think of somebody that's not flashy and didn't doesn't talk a lot because I don't do that. So I was thinking WCW Goldberg. Basically, got oh, not in, that. got out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but can bring the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> as hot as hot could be, bad. Yeah. If you want to know yeah. what the term OVA, know what the term OVA is, yeah. just yeah. go look at 90, uh, 97, 98 Goldberg. You yeah, know, yeah. You'll see over. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that is as me. over as anyone has ever been in the history of wrestling. True. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. I think for me, um, this is going to sound really weird, but dude love uh, yeah because right. I, I, I always I say a bunch of just stuff just to try to make people laugh and that dude has like more confidence than he should have yeah. and for whatever reason <laughs> i've always been that way too like and he doesn't care what anybody thinks about him i mean he's just this like weird guy that thinks he's like some ladies man or whatever and i don't that doesn't hey, really John. go with hey, me but, but guy, i just <laughs> never really cared what anybody thought and i just you know he's just kind of out there and funny and i that's who i would relate with okay that's good. one of the greatest characters of all time man Nick yeah, Nick, yeah. There's, there's, there's literally nobody better dude like what mick was able to do obviously with with cactus jack back in the like, yeah. Yeah. New yeah japan days or the all japan days and the death matches and all that uh, you know the nasty splash off the off the uh, off yeah. the ring apron onto the floor. Whoa. All those things, all the way through to Dude Love and Mankind, and, yeah. and, and, and it just man rock and sock. I mean, what yeah. one of the most versatile and phenomenal performers that has ever graced yeah. uh, a wrestling ring. I mean, oh, he yeah. is he, he was he was one of the he was he was the definition of a good talker without just being a good talker he yeah. was the he did the whole bray wyatt stuff before bray really did it right mm -hmm. talking in the deep kind of weird dark tones and stuff similar to the undertaker but without the without the the supernatural side just right, the, the pure vision of, of, of <laughs> this is little boy. Yeah, that's perfect that that is awesome. perfect yeah, so uh yeah it was uh it, it, he was awesome just watching him in the dark in that mankind mask and just breaking down talking about mrs foley's little boy and <laughs> i went up to the roof and they told me to jump and i jumped and i liked it yeah <laughs> and all that, like, yeah. like all that stuff was so good dude it was just so it was next level it was, it was yeah, next yeah. level for a 20 something teenage whatever i was at that time watching that i was just like oh my god this guy is awesome it's this fat not good looking yeah. Weird guy yeah. in a mask and murdering it, baby. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. And he made you care about him. It was so yeah. weird. 100%. 100%. Yeah. All you got to do is what wrestling's all about. If you yeah. care about him, that's, it doesn't matter. That's why The Rock could go out and do something today, and Stone Cold could do something, and Chris Jericho can do something, and they all can do something. Why? 
because there was an emotional connection yep. to the character. Yep. That's, yep. That's actually how we came up with our name as we were watching Raw in Kansas City as we were talking about what this looked like, what we were going to do, and Matt Riddle's music hit oh, and it just bro. went bro, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and that's bro, we're like bro. we all looked at each other crypto bros let's just go with it so <laughs> that's what that's what we started with yeah. so that is so perfect dude holly so your question ah. okay mine's kind of funny um <laughs> if animals can talk which one would be the rudest the rudest wow. yes hmm it's got to be a house cat <laughs> oh my gosh, that's my answer! <laughs> I was like, they don't care anything was, about us whatsoever. True. They're just like, rah. 100%. Was, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Does anybody that's have a, a different that's answer so than House Cat? <laughs> uh, hmm. I would uh, say the same thing House Cat. Yeah, sure. I think a cat's probably the best. Any animal, huh? Honey Honey badger. Yeah, any animal. Honey badger. Uh, honey badger. Honey badger doesn't give a shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Favorite yeah. birthday card. I Happy birthday, that. honey badger. Yeah. Don't care. Hilarious. When I see people, I'm like, yep, there's a honey badger. Yeah. There. Yeah, that one, yeah. yep. He don't give a shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, I think that that brings us to the taste test time. So. Oh, no. I'll let Bird. you guys go ahead and open that up. I should have broke the seal on Let's that. go. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, come on, yo. I hate pickles. You hate pickles? Uh-oh. Uh, so oh it's pickle-flavored right, cotton it. candy. Oh, my God. Oh, it smells horrible. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, that smells great. God. I think mine's rotten. It doesn't taste. It doesn't smell like a pickle. It doesn't. It smells oh, like God. rotten pickles. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, all right. Yeah, Greg likes pickles. Delicious. Like, this is gross. Oh, that really smells bad. Like, that's one of the worst smelling things. Smells like sawdust and death. Yeah, it's really bad. I keep Oh, no, it doesn't expire for another year. Maybe it'll get better if you sniff it enough. Cheers. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that is bad. This is really, really bad. Oh my gosh. It's not, that's yeah. the worst thing we've had. You're right. That's not bad. No, I don't have anything to drink. I drank all my drink. I did too. Oh, that's bad. The aftertaste is horrid. <laughs> that is the worst thing we've eaten. Give me some more. You can have all Great of it. That is in my teeth. Bro. Yeah, that's bad. Really? That bad? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really bad. Whose idea was Greg this? Greg wants It is in my teeth, dude. Yeah. I need to get this out. It's stuck in my teeth. Yeah. Man, that's gross, dude. <laughs> That you is are, horrible. You are some sort of different level human if well, you're going like to eat pickles. more of that, that is stuff. That's gnarly. Dude. That's no, bad. That, but Greg's eating it? Yeah, yeah. he yours if you want to send it back. <laughs> so, oh, my God, dude. I've smelled some truly awful things from my time at NASA in the live sciences department. Yeah. <laughs> that is worse. I think Greg's eating it. I mean, that's horrible. That is bad. I didn't think it would be that bad. I just thought it'd be cotton candy kind of tastes like pickles. So it was actually my idea. And I apologize <laughs> to every single one of you because that was horrible. No, it was bad. Oh my God, like, that, was bad. that probably was worse than the bean, bean boozle ones that I had. Oh, no. Yeah, it was for me. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with yeah. you, Josh. I, that was really really that yeah. so you guys can try it out there watching this podcast but i do not recommend <laughs> no, it whatsoever no. not recommend yeah. it yeah. very like very gross yeah if you like pickles i mean you can find it on but, amazon 
Thank you. <laughs> Greg likes it. I think it's good. I, when I first opened it, I saw the top here and how I was like, oh, maybe it's mint. Like, oh. you know those mints? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No. It does look like a mint. No. It's like not. a pickle mint. But that doesn't taste well, like a pickle. I mean, Greg, no, it's not like a, it doesn't taste like mint yeah, at all. You're, you're gross. <laughs> it's a pickle man. It's a bad idea. Right? Right? Yeah. Very, very, very fun that I went on this today. Mm. That, that just absolutely ruined my day just now. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Surprise. So that's uh, why we saved it for the end. <laughs> it is stuck in my teeth, though. This is like ruining me and all this kind of stuff. Well, have fun with lunch. Yeah, not happening. Well, that is all we have scheduled for today. Does anybody else have anything that they want to talk about, ask, or anything like that before we sign off? No, I just, me, I just want to say, Bert, thank you so much. I I had this feeling that you were going to be like, yes, of course. So I was like so excited when you actually did say yes. Um, I know a lot of people get a little timid because it's on video, and so... I'm so happy that you have, were on here. You're just one of my favorites. Uh, I just, obviously, we have our own hashtag, you guys. We're I know, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bert is the most like me on Twitter, and I just, I appreciate you so, so much. Same, Holly. Yeah, Bert, I got to tell you, man, that uh, kind of seeing things, you know, we were on Twitter, but we stayed in the background for many, many months, just We've our personalities, especially Caleb and I, are to lay back and listen, and just kind of see what's going on before we engage. That's just how we've always been. Um, and a wrestling post on your Twitter account is what first caught my eye because nobody in DeFi talks about wrestling, you know. And I was like, <laughs> ah. So then I kept seeing different things. Then I would be in spaces and hear you talk and things like that. I knew we would get along, but dude sometime in in the future we got to get together we got to have a meal because that conversation would be aces in my book so i can't I thank you enough for coming on um for the record i think you might have the longest podcast yeah, to date so far um yes i don't know i can't really see it but i think we're at like an hour and 43 minutes yeah and oh i don't God, think there's it? much to be edited out of it <laughs> so yeah. you're probably going to hold the record for a while no, no. man it was genuine conversation it was good. That's what we look for. We really appreciate you having on, so. Well, you know, guys, I just want to say real quick, just want to say thank you guys for having me on. Um, absolutely love what you guys are doing in this space. Um, you know, Holly is is super special uh, to me. She's one of the best people on Twitter. Um, it pisses me off more <laughs> than life itself when people attack her and other people that are just truly trying to be positive. Yep. Um, it takes everything in my you know power not to say stuff to people and everything like that. Um, so I absolutely adore Holly and, and I just love what she stands for on Twitter. Um, you know, and we've been, you know, we've been, we've been on here tight for a while and stuff. So I'm super yeah. excited that we finally get to talk in person on here. Um, I wish we would have got to meet in person, but I couldn't make it out there. Boom. So, um, Boom. I, know, I know it's on me, but soon <laughs> we will do that. Um, you know, guys, my whole thing here is, um, I would tell anyone watching that if, if you're someone that's looking to, to make a difference in this space. If you have an idea, if you have something, go talk about it to somebody. Go and share it with another person in a space or, or privately or whatever and try to get something going together. Um, in the end, it's about the relationships we build. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I started from humble beginnings. I started in food service and hospitality and worked my way up to the government sector and in tech and 
esports and gaming and other stuff that that I've had the pleasure to do. And and I and in the end, it's all been about the people I meet and mm-hmm. shaking hands with somebody and being trying to be as honest as I possibly can about who I am and what I did and all those things. And so I think if we can all do that, I think good things are going to happen for everybody in this space in the future. And and for you guys, I keep doing everything you're doing. Keep keep providing a, a, a different vision or a different voice, you know, than we get on Twitter. Um, another outlet for people to get off Twitter and go look at something else uh, and see other communities and see other things, which I think is super, super important for everybody. Um, and the last thing I would say is, you know, everybody, you know, buckle up. It, it, things are in DeFi uh, or this industry are about <laughs> to get really, really fun. Yeah, let's um, go. I can't provide any details on anything other than, you know, the, the the community member that I am like everybody else. And even even I can say with with 100 percent certainty that what we have coming in BBTF and the Mir protocol and safe moon is it's going to be next level. And I don't think people really understand what companies like Grove and Glow and safe moon uh crypt and you know uh live crypto party and all these other companies are really trying to do and plan and i'm sorry for missing I'm yeah sure i I'm always hate people. if i forget one but i'm, yeah, I'm right, right with you yeah but but it's coming and and it's coming really really soon yeah and you guys are all going to be so excited that you 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 were a part of this journey and so if you're somebody that wants to get more involved do it and come and talk and, and let's go, man. Things are yeah. about to be so much fun in DeFi. I, I absolutely am so excited for the next year. Yeah, and absolutely. Where we're gonna go, so. Yeah, we're still early and people forget that. So, so let's go, yeah. you know, absolutely. Well, guys, once again, thank you for the time and um, have a great weekend and God bless. Yeah. Be kind. Bye.